Good morning, everybody. I'm Pastor David Garza. I'm with Two Shepherds Community Church and Outreach. And we're going to start throwing out some messages as often as we can. We're going to get you at least once a week, but we're going to be working into a few times a week. And and this isn't going to be so much of a sermon today as it's just a message that God had laid on my heart that I just really felt led to bring to you this year. So today's title of this message is going to be a big question. Are you getting or are you giving? See, I think there's so much importance for us to be reminded this season, especially with all of the turmoil going on in the world. What is it our hearts are yearning for? Are we yearning for something materialistic in this world? Are we yearning for something that needs to be purchased? Are we trying to find that one thing that brings satisfaction that comes from this world? Well, I want to remind you, as you go into this holiday season and as you approach Christmas, one thing I can guarantee is that there is nothing, not one thing in this world that you can buy or chase of this world that is ever going to bring satisfaction. You're always going to yearn for more. You're always going to thirst for more. But see, the Bible tells us that if we go after Jesus, we'll never thirst. Because he's going to fill us so full. He's going to take all of those needs and wants and he's going to fulfill them. And he is the only thing that can do that. So this year, I just want to talk about just a couple of these, these things and how we could be reminded that we were not created to merely just go out and satisfy ourselves. We were not created to merely just sit down and work all this time, whether it's working from home, whether it's going out and laboring and taking all of these finances and going out and finding what's next to buy online or what's next that we can go to the mall and get or what can we that might be aging me i know some of you kids may not know what a mall is but you know what what, what can we go to walmart what we could go to the next place to purchase the next coolest item what's gonna fulfill me this year what's gonna fill me up but see there's only one thing that's gonna fill your cup and that's the love of jesus christ that's the love of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that fill that cup that you are yearning to fill. You may not realize it. If you don't know Jesus, then you probably really don't realize it. You don't know what that void is. What am I missing? What is it in me that keeps making me yearn for more? It's because you have not experienced the true love of God. And until you do... That cup is going to be like a spray paint can with a rattling marble inside and sound empty and hollow. But if you want it filled, I challenge you that instead of making sure what can I get, me, 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 right? Isn't that what society tells us anymore? Me, 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 me. And I'm not just pushing down generations of today. Let me remind you that is. Sometimes we like to get on our high horse and think that, oh, this all just started. No, this is a depletion of understanding that has happened for generation and generation and generation. Okay? It didn't just all of a sudden happen overnight. 
that kind of behavior is built by the conduct in which our hearts are expressing. So maybe it's time for a character change. Maybe it's time for us to check ourselves. Maybe it's time for us to, as Pastor Raymond might say, accidentally read our Bible. Who knows what might happen? It's kind of a crazy idea, I know. But let's give it a shot. So the scripture that really stood out to me that I would like to share with you today for you to let it resonate on your heart is located in the book of Acts and it's chapter 20 verse 35. Now to give you a little bit of context here, it is a conversation that Paul is having. He is speaking, okay, and he's directing this in one of his letters and here he is talking about giving. Here he is giving a reminder. What did Jesus say? I mean, we're, if, if we're believers, then that's what our heart focus is, right? What did Jesus say? Because we're supposed to do as he did, amen? We're supposed to let his characteristics flow from us. Well, how do we do that? Well, it's quite simple. We read the word. Again, crazy idea. I know. I know. But if you read the word, if you read the gospels, if you read the New Testament, if you read the epistles, if you get in here and you read, we're going to be reminded of the character of Jesus Christ. We're going to be shown his ways, not our ways, because his ways are not our ways. The Bible makes that very clear. Now, we're not asking you to be perfect. But what we're asking you to do is if you're constantly striving to reach one new characteristic that Jesus possessed and you apply it to your life, your conduct is going to change. Characteristics are what build the conduct that comes out of you. So how do we do that? We read and we see what Jesus instructed us to do. So Paul is having a conversation and he gives a reminder so again, we're in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35. And it says, And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Now here's where I want you to underline. If you don't have a red letter Bible, underline this. If you do have a red letter, it's going to stand out like a bright flashlight in the middle of the dark night, man. I'm telling you, because it'll be right there. It's the only red letter on this page. And Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. More blessed to give than to receive. Now, as we know just back then, Jesus' words were abrasive because it went against everything that the world taught him. Correct? Amen? You know, the Pharisees and all, everything going on at the time, if, if, if the temple would have heard that, man, they would have been, that's, that's flipping some metaphorical tables. You're upsetting some people. Well, guess what? Today's culture, just as it was in the days of Noah, if we go all the way back then and we look at all of the turn away from God, that's going to be abrasive today. Why? Because 
society, commercialism, all the marketing out here tells you that you need to look out for you. Well, that doesn't apply here because if you're giving, well, that's you taking something from you and providing it to another. So that doesn't focus on you. That doesn't make you the centerpiece. See, when you give, you're making God the centerpiece. How do we know that? Well, the Bible is full of these examples. That's how we know that. I mean, just look at it. If we go with the most famous scripture, the most known scripture in the entire Bible, what's it say in the first sentence? For God so loved the world that he gave. That he gave. It doesn't say for God so loved the world that he took everything out. It doesn't say for God so loved himself. For God so wanted this. For God so needed this new TV. Or whatever it is that we just feel we cannot live without. That points an arrow to me, me, me. No, it says for God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son. And you know it's crazy, isn't it? Because, see, when the world requires things of you, it's going to put all these stipulations. But all God said is that whoever believeth in me. Man. See, the world says, give me your finances that you've worked hard for. Give me all of it. Well, I'm going to overprice everything so I can deplete who you are financially. But that's opposite of what God says. Are you seeing a pattern here? Are you seeing a pattern? So if you're an willing giver, God says that he'll bless you abundantly. Now, I've got some reasons that I want to give you. Well, why is it? Oh, I'm only supposed to give so that I could be blessed? There's many reasons. There's many reasons why we should give. Number one, it reflects God's character. What's going to happen when we reflect God's character? As I was saying before, the Bible instructs us from Jesus' words to do as he did. We are to strive to be like him. John 4 says, let your light shine among men so it may glorify the Father in heaven. How do you let that light shine that's inside of you? It is by reflecting the character of God. By reflecting the character of Jesus Christ. That's how we do that. Another point is, is that giving is commanded. We are commanded to give. It's not just a suggestion. It's not just a lofty idea. We are commanded to give. And what happens when we do what we're commanded by God? That's called obedience. And you will be blessed in that also. Now, did you know that it's scientifically proven that giving makes you happier than receiving? Wow. Are we not all out there trying to seek joy? We're trying to find that thing that makes us happy, right? Now, how good of a God do we have that he says, I'm not going to market an item 
that's going to make you the happiest person in the world. I'm not going to market and profit off of something that's going to let you down. He says that if you follow my commandments and you do as my son did, that you're going to be happier. You're going to be healthier. You're going to feel the joy. You'll be more zealous. Why? Because God blesses obedience. It makes you healthier and live longer. This is scientifically proven. Because when you give and that joy comes through you, it lowers your blood pressure. Don't believe me? Access the Google on your phone. These are proven facts. It puts you in a state of euphoria. It builds up your body, your immune system. It makes you feel good. Isn't that crazy? See, the world will make you chase things you need to purchase, but God says, do this and I'll give you this in abundance. What else in the world gives you that kind of option? What gives you those rewards? Nothing. If you remember at the beginning, I told you that if you're out chasing satisfaction in this world, good luck. Because generation after generation, through millennium after millennium, we have learned that there is nothing this world can provide that is going to bring satisfaction to you. It may be temporary, but there is nothing that is going to fill your cup and make it overflow. Pressed down, shaken together. So what is it we're chasing? What is our heart? Are you expected to go into Christmas right after Thanksgiving? How crazy of an idea. How Americanized do our hearts have to be and our minds have to be that we go from one holiday saying, thank you God for everything that you've given me. Now give me, give me, give me when it comes to your son's celebration of his birth. Man, that's selfish. Don't you agree? I'm convicted of it. I catch myself watching the commercials. Although the world's changed a bit. We're not all rushing out on Black Friday to go out and beat each other up to get into the stores because we can, we can sit right at home and use our devices. <coughs> but we still see the commercials. We see the ads. We get them on our devices. We get them when we're online. We get them off of the social media outlets that pop up. Save 20%, act now. 50% off, hurry up. It makes us focus on us, and I get into that too. Oh man, that's a great deal. I can't pass that up. I need to jump on that. I'm going to save this much money. Now, I'm not saying that saving money is a bad thing. I mean, if God can't trust us with our finances, then, man, that's probably the biggest thing closest to our hearts, amen? We're humans. So if he can trust us to make good financial choices and save money and build it up and save for retirement, these are good things. But we're talking about what the condition of the heart is when we're saving that money. Are you saving that money because you need to buy a useless lot, yacht? Are you saving that money because you're just focused on me, me, me? Or are you saving that money because maybe you'd like to retire and go on a couple missions? Maybe dig a well overseas or in our own country. We've got homeless and hungry here, right here in America, too. We seem to forget that. Maybe we could retire and serve our local church. 
Maybe we could retire and serve our local communities through hospice care, bereavement services. Maybe even just showing up to another church and just saying, hey, how can I serve you? What can I do for you? See, as I'm getting at, and if you'll notice the flow here, I'm really talking about the condition of the heart. What I'm really talking about is where we're going to be. Are you getting or are you giving? You need to ask yourself that this year. Evaluate yourself. As you approach the celebration of the birth of, the, of Jesus Christ, where's your heart? Are you feeling convicted? That, wow, man, maybe I, maybe I need to give a little more. Let me be clear, I'm not just talking about your finances. You can give through service. You can serve your brother or sister. You can serve your community. You can serve your neighbor, neighbor just as we are instructed to. To love thy neighbor. We are to be a part of our community. And you can serve the Heavenly Father by serving one another. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing? I mean, praise God. A little bit of kindness goes a really long way. Do you know why? Because see, love comes from the Father, and if you get even just a taste of it, it's filled in abundance in your heart. And it spreads like wildfire. So that's where we need to be givers, not just receivers. To receive is not a bad thing, but your giving should outweigh the receiving. And I'm talking about receiving in the world. Because see, the greater you're giving, the greater you receive from the Father. Wow. What a concept. God wants all of your heart. He wants all of who you are. Right here. And if you start giving Him that, He's going to abundantly bless you for it. What other king, what other God, what other idea in this world says that when you do a little bit for me, I'm going to give you much. None. It says, give me, the world says, give me everything you got, and you might get a little bit. But not our God. So as we come into Christmas, I challenge you, where is your heart? What is your focus? Do you want to be blessed by the world? For a very short time? Or do you want to be blessed by the Father? For eternity. Seems like a pretty cheap payout, doesn't it? To chase the world. I mean, he clearly tells us. Right out of Jesus' mouth. Again, Acts chapter 20 verse 35. And I'm going to go just to the end. And it says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. What a simple, simple commandment. What a simple idea given by our Lord. Our King is reminding us to just be givers.
Everything isn't always about us. So I want to challenge you this year. I want to speak directly to your hearts. I want you to be open and willing to think of this. I'm not saying you can't buy gifts for others. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not saying that we're, we're just saying, oh, this is all too much commercialized and we can't. Yeah, it's gotten a little out of hand, but we can reel it back in as believers. So just check your heart this year. As you go out and you get gifts for others, remember that your focus shouldn't be what it is you're going to open that comes from under that tree this year. Your focus shouldn't be what it is that you're going to receive from your buddies or from your sisters or brothers or from your mom or your dad. Let our hearts be focused that if we are going to be more blessed to give than to receive, our focus should be, what is it I can do to be a blessing to you? What is it I can do to be built up in you? What is it I can do to glorify the Father? So as we focus on our heart this year, I hope that this message has touched your heart. I hope that you've been reminded that as we come out of the season of Thanksgiving, that may we be built up in the Lord this year, and we've gone to his gates with thanksgiving and praise, as Psalm 104 says, as we walked and approached his gates this year in thanksgiving, and we have a lot to be thankful for. Even in the midst of the world today, we have a lot to be thankful for. We don't just need to wake up and be so grouchy and mad at the world. They, you have sickness, be thankful. You have a disease, be thankful. Why? Why should you be thankful in these? Because oh well the world's come against me and all these things are horrible but you should still be thankful but why because at the ultimate end of this walk in this short time that we have on this earth Jesus is still standing there waiting for you to offer you eternity to offer you grace and love and compassion so that is what you have to be thankful for. Your body may be broken down, but remember that's just a vessel. Your soul and your spirit can still be uplifting and impacting other people. That is the thankfulness that we need to focus on. That is the joy that needs to be flowing from us. We need to stop getting commercialized. We need to stop chasing the world. We need to just make our firm stance that my heart, my ways, my actions and all that is me is going to be directed to glorify the Father. And that will be through giving. Did you know that the Bible, literally in the New Testament alone, talks about giving over a hundred times? Over a hundred times. We are called to be givers. We are called to be uplifting. Don't be the oxymoron grumpy Christian. It's like jumbo shrimp. It just don't make no sense. So get your heart in line this year as you approach the holiday season. You may be missing family and that hurts your heart. And I'm sorry and we will pray for you. But that does not give you the right to be a part of the world. It does not give you the opportunity to tear down another's heart. What you need to do even in the mix of your sorrows and your hurt when holidays can be tough. You should be glorifying the Father, and He will bless you that you are joyful in all things. He doesn't say only be joyful when things are going right. He says be joyful in all things. Joyful in our sorrow. Joyful in our pain. That is what we are called to do this Christmas season. 
as we look at the lights, as we look at the trees, and we see the shiny wrapping paper, I think these are all good things. But it's going to be what your heart's desiring. As you watch, let your heart be filled with joy that you're so excited to see what your brother or sister receives. Because you were the giver. Set the example. And remember Jesus' words. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I hope this message reached you well today. I know that God laid it on my heart heavy. I know we didn't get into some deep scripture here today. Wasn't a sermon, guys. It was a simple message that God really dropped on my heart. And I felt the need and obligation to not only give it to you, but I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to my heart this holiday season. It's not about me. It's about the birth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's about the joy that he brought to this world. Even as an infant, Jesus was giving because he was filling hearts with joy, with anticipation for the Messiah that was coming, the Messiah that was born, our Redeemer. So let our hearts be focused on that this year. Pray with me. Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity to be able to deliver a message. I thank you for the platforms that were created, maybe not for you, God, but you're going to get glory out of it. I thank you for every heart, every mind, every ear that hears. I thank you for all of this opportunity that you give me that I don't deserve, Father. I ask that as we approach this season of the birth of your, your son, our king, that our hearts be impacted to be givers, not just receivers. I pray that our ears are profoundly changed to listen <coughs> to what your son said, to the words that came out of his mouth, that we are more blessed to give than we are to receive. Lord, I pray for those hearts of those out there who are missing somebody this holiday season, and it makes it hard to be joyful, but remind them, that in the midst of their sorrow, if they are givers, God is going to comfort them and bless them. What better way to combat the enemy's sadness and anxieties and depression than to throw it in his face as we give and glorify you, Father. So build them up in strength that they may be givers in the midst of a crazy world that says, me, me, me. Father, let's change our hearts today and let's make it you, you, you. How can we glorify you, Father? How can we bring joy to others just by simply following your commandments and obedience? Father, we thank you and we love you. Most importantly, we thank you for your son that you sent to us. That as we look and reflect on this child that was brought in, that he ultimately was gone and sent to be beaten, brutalized for us. Even in the midst of his birth, you were still giving to us, God, and we still turned away from you, but you continue to give. I ask that you continue to just reach down and impact each and every person that needs to hear that message today, God, whether it be today, tomorrow, or the next day. That message stays true, Father, because your word never changes. It never wavers.
God, and I just ask that you strengthen us, those who are weeping, those who need comforted. Blessed are the morning. God, you love those who walk this planet, even though we reject you, even though we crucify what you've had to say. But God, just change our hearts and make us givers. Make us understand the importance of what it means to glorify you. Because even you promised, God, how amazing you are. We love you that you say, those of us who glorify you, you will glorify us. That you will honor us. That's amazing, Father. And we thank you for everything that you do, that you continue to be a giver even when we don't deserve anything. And you continue to give. Make us that kind of giver this year, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you. God loves you. And remember, let's step into this season being givers. Whatever that may be, if you can give with your finances, get out there and impact your local community. Feed someone who needs fed. Clothe someone who needs clothed. Put a smile on their face and make sure that they know that you're doing that because God the Father made that possible. That it has nothing to do with us. Again, I'm Pastor Dave Garza with Two Shepherds Community Church and Outreach. And we just want you to know that we love you. We're praying for you. And you have a Merry Christmas.